Hello, and welcome back to the Book Marketing Tips and Author Success Podcast. And so today's show, kind of funny, we're doing something um, that I think we've covered this before, but I want to say it was probably three years ago. I think it was the first season of our show. We're talking about getting your books into catalogs and subscription boxes. And it was kind of funny when I mentioned this to Amy um, about the show idea, we were kind of batting this idea back and forth. And Amy, do you want to tell our listeners what you thought? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, honestly, I was like, well, I don't, I don't, don't understand because I, I was honestly under the opinion that catalogs didn't exist anymore. I mean, I know magazines exist. I'm not completely living under a rock. <laughs> but I was like, wait, do they still do catalogs? And I guess my idea of what a catalog is has just shifted a little bit, you know, but that doesn't mean they're not still around. I just, you know, I think of Sears, honestly, when I hear the word catalog, I get very nostalgic and I think of Sears. Right. Right. But clearly I'm living you know, about 30 years in the past at this point, but, (laughs) but, you know, I mean, I get, so I get a ton of catalogs. I don't know how I end up. I mean, you get on some random list and then all of a sudden you just get all these catalogs. But so this time of year, my, you know, I get, of course I get wine country catalog because the first word is wine, but, um, but there are, you know, there are catalogs out there. There are, um, as a matter of fact, we've had books in a few of them, including uh, Bass Blue, which is books and gifts, which is a perfect outlet. And then we're also going to talk about subscription boxes because this is something that I had a conversation with a client about. She has a lovely children's book. And I said, you know, we need to get this into subscription boxes because it's actually easier than you think um, to, to, to reach out to these outlets. I mean, I think catalogs and subscription boxes feel a little bit like, well, I'm sure that they find products and they contact the person when in fact, 90% of their, uh, their inventory is pitched to them. So the first piece of this is, is that you have to find a match. So you have to find a brand match, right? And Amy, you've had, and in this case, obviously this author had a children's book and there are tons of subscription boxes, everything from foodies to men's health to there's a, there's a new subscription box for like singletons that I was looking into, but it looked sort of weird. Like it, was, it was just, it was, it was, a I'm, weird, I'm, right. Yeah, I don't know if I like, my tongue on that one because you could go in so many directions. I know, I know it had like stuff in there for like, like spells and things to conjure up a date. And I'm like, no, I was hoping more for like yes. something that, yeah. Right. I was hoping for a box that mailed me cheese. Oh, she's by herself. She needs more cheese. Um, right. But you've had subscription boxes for your kids, right? Oh, lots of times. I mean, and they're actually really great gifts too. I will say I've gifted a lot of subscription boxes and the kiddos have received a lot of subscription boxes because they're, they're great because it's new. It's different. It changes mm-hmm. all the time. Um, but yeah, we've done everything from STEM activities to baking, honestly, and yeah. all of them have always been a big hit. Well, and I think that, you know, if you're, if you're thinking, if you're, if you're listening to this and you're like, oh, you know, this is really piquing my interest. There are subscription boxes that are very book focused, but what I'm encouraging you to do and what, what I hope that you, your takeaway is from the show is I really want you to think about 
subscription boxes that aren't necessarily book heavy. So you're not competing with, you know, the 9 million other books that they're trying to select to, to, to fit in the subscription boxes, but rather something that has sort of the same, that matches, that has sort of the same vibe, right? Mm-hmm. And it's actually really surprisingly, because we were talking about this when we were in the green room, it's surprisingly actually really easy to get to pitch subscription boxes. I don't know that it's necessarily that easy to get into them, but it is easy to pitch them. And all you have to do, so I recommend find three to five that feel like they're a match to your book and look on their website. All their submission information is on there, how to submit your product, because that's how they get product ideas, right? So, yeah. So, you know, just email them and get, uh, with your pitch. And we just did a show on, uh, book pitching. So how to create your perfect book pitch. So you might want to find that, uh, find that show in the, in the, uh, in your podcast library, but pitch them the idea of your book and you're, they'll probably get, they're probably going to ask you for a sample copy. Now, in some cases, like with catalogs, um, you may end up selling them when, and this goes back a ways, but when I've done catalog sales, they were usually, you know, in the range of three to 5,000. So there are a lot of catalogs at that time purchased more, purchased large numbers of books. I don't know that they still do that, to be honest with you, because we haven't really, we haven't really added catalogs to our repertoire of, of pitching in a while. Um, one of the reasons for that is because with, like with catalogs and subscription boxes, it does require that you are diligent. So you're going to send an email out to the subscription box company and ask them for their submission guidelines. And they may respond to you. They may not send it again, send it again. You know what I mean? You have to really stay after them for catalogs. Um, find the catalog that you feel resonates most again with your book, right? And many times their submission information is not on their website, which I know sounds a little weird. Like, why are they, why are they so secretive about this? You have to, you may have to email them. You may have to call them many times one catalog or one company manages a whole bunch of different catalogs. Right. Um, And you you can probably go to like catalogs. So catalogs.com, which Amy, this is going to totally blow your mind. So <laughs> if you go to catalogs.com, you'll see, um, you know, you'll see a list of, of every imaginable catalog from, you know, uh, vitamin world to Jessica of London to all kinds of things. And it's it's going to be just a matter of, like I said, finding a match and using a little bit of creativity, right? Um, but there are a lot of like Christmas catalogs. It's mind blowing how many Christmas and holiday catalogs, any kind of holiday theme catalogs are out there. And the other piece that I want you to sort of consider is, so I mentioned early on, we sort of joked about it, that I get wine country gift baskets catalog, right? Why couldn't you, if you have like a gift book or something, I'm not suggesting that you pitch them a 400 page book, but if you have a gift book, what a nice thing to include in a gift basket, right? Absolutely. You know, I think that's where, you know, and we hammered this home in our last episode again about the pitching, but really 
knowing who your market is, who your potential readers are, and really honing the creativity behind that. You know, go beyond just this person likes food. You know, if you've written an entertaining or, you know, it's very uh, in right now to do boards, you know, like meat and cheese boards or dessert boards or all these things. And there's so many cool cookbooks about it because visually they're just stunning. Um, yeah. But think about the different ways that people would use that. Don't just say people that like to entertain. You really have to go a lot deeper than that because you're going to show that you did your market research. And that's anybody that you're pitching, they want a sure thing. So the more you can prove that you understand who would resonate with your book and that that is clearly their audience as well, the more likely you are to get positive responses from your pitches. Yeah, that's ex- that's exactly right. And I think then to to kind of continue that thread, um when you are pitching them um think about creating a pitch package. So I'm not necessarily suggesting that you send a bunch of attachments, but I think your pitch should include positive reviews or endorsements that you've gotten from people about your book so that they know that this book didn't just come out yesterday and you're hoping for the best. You know what I mean? Um, but, and there are also a lot of online catalogs. Like I started to see on Instagram and I'm not sure how this got into my feed, but this company called Timu, I don't know if you've seen that. Oh my gosh. Yes. Right. Like it's everywhere. Like they must be spending a gajillion dollars on advertising. But um, they, uh, you know, that's an example of an online catalog. They don't have a print catalog, but that's also something that you could consider, you know, getting into. Um, Believe it or not, places like Hickory Farms still, remember Hickory Farms? Remember those stores? Did you remember remember those? Remember my mother used to love to go into Hickory Farms just to get free samples because you know Martha, right? (laughs) She was always, my, my mother was always about the free samples. But, you know, those catalogs still exist. Harry and David, they have lovely gift baskets and things like that. I mean, those are obviously foodie related, but other opportunities. And then you have like, you know, home gift, home catalogs and things like that. I mean, I think it's, I think once you zero in on this, it's really endless. I know people, I was listening to a, a class a few months ago, and this woman was talking about how she literally, that's all she does. She sells her book to subscription boxes. It's so smart because I have done a lot of subscription box browsing before because a lot of times you just start with a friend in mind. And so you start very broad, kind of like best subscription boxes for women. And it's amazing how many of those have eclectic items in them, you know, because a lot of them kind of cover different just lifestyle niches, if that makes sense. So most of them, a lot of them aren't just books, you know, that it's a book and it's maybe a pair of gloves and it's a notepad and a great pen. You know what I mean? They're, they're so often you see tons of them that will include a mix of different items that just fit a certain vibe or concept, which means that it's so much, there's so many more options out there. Like you were saying, Penny, than just, you know, playing within the same sandbox. Like I have to find a book subscription box. It's like, not necessarily, you know, depending on what you've written, there might be a lifestyle, a number of different lifestyle boxes out there that you could pitch to as well. Yeah. And I think, you know, one, um, this was a few years ago, but you gave me a, 
and it was a it was a subscription box from Natural Life. Mm-hmm. It was the happy box. Actually, it was a happy. So it was a gift set. So it wasn't a it wasn't a subscription box, but it was the happy box gift set. And it was so fun. And literally like everything under this natural life brand is about happiness and joy and all this other stuff. And they have all different kinds of things. And this was the cutest thing. Um, and it had all kinds of really feel. It had like dish towel. I mean, it had all kinds of really mm-hmm. cute stuff in there. So really the only limitations are if you, it, you know, obviously if your book doesn't tie into that or something like that, but you had, and this is something we talked about when we were in the green room, you did a mystery. I don't know that it was a subscription box, but you did a mystery game that like a clue was mailed to you every month. Oh yeah. To hunt a killer. To hunt a killer. (laughs) That's right. Right. And it it lands on a bunch of lists for like under the category of uh, subscription boxes I even saw it on a couple book lists because there is a lot of reading to it and it is like a continual story that storyline that you follow, but it's not bound like a, like a traditional book. Right. But it's, the concept is very similar to, to a book. And that was very fun. But that's also something that I think if you've written, like if you if you've written it a mystery or if you've written mm-hmm. something that is true crime, I would think that it would be, uh, I think that potentially they might be open to doing it. I mean, even if they're not, um, you know, consider that even if the company has not included books previously, this might be something that they're willing to expand into because books have a much higher perceived value than most of the things that are often given away. And we talk about this a lot in relate in relation to like writers conferences. So sometimes you get a lot of really cool swag and maybe you get a mug or you get a, water, you know, thing, I don't even know. Apparently I can't find my words. You're going to have to help me. A water like some, bottle. <laughs> a, oh my gosh. Yes. <laughs> so embarrassed. Oh my gosh, Penny, even speaking English long. So you get a water bottle or something, but if you get a book, you're much less inclined to throw that away. And these subscription boxes know that as well. So, you know, pitch to them. One of the other things that is worth mentioning is that if you do end up, so I mentioned the numbers of three to 5,000 for the catalogs. And like I said, I don't know that that's necessarily as true now as it was, but you may get a request for a bulk order, which is a high quality problem to have, but they're probably going to ask you for a steep discount. So one of the things you want to be prepared for, maybe have in your back pocket is to know a printer that could print the book in bulk for you. And, you know, if you have a hybrid publisher, you should still be able to do that because you typically keep all the rights to your book. If you have a traditional publisher, they probably can give you some bulk rates for the book. The reason for this is because they are going to want to um, get a steep discount on the book such that they get, you know, they are not necessarily spending the retail for every book that they're going to put in these these subscription boxes. And the same holds true Mm -hmm. for catalog. So they're going to want to have a steep discount. So just kind of be prepared for that. But honestly, that's really all you need to know. I hope that this opens up some uh, some doors for you or just at least get you kind of thinking about another opportunity for your book that that is a little bit less traditional, but potentially pretty lucrative. 
Oh yeah, absolutely. So, well, listen, thank you so much for tuning in. We hope this has been helpful to you. We welcome show ideas and we always love reviews wherever you listen to podcasts. Thank you so much for tuning in. We'll see you next time.